Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us today to do just that, or whenever it is that you're watching this. Maybe it's a Thursday or a Saturday, or, or maybe it is on uh, on a Wednesday today. We are glad that you have joined us today, and hopefully we can dig into God's Word and, and, and be enlightened and enriched and hopefully encouraged, maybe even a little bit challenged a little bit about what He has to say to us and uh, and teach us today. You know, when uh, or on Sunday mornings, we've been in a series called Faith and Doubt, and I hope that you've uh, either joined us or maybe been uh, joining us online to watch. And uh, even if you haven't, you are free to go watch our uh, the rest of the, the sermon series on uh, on YouTube or on our Facebook page. I think some of them are at least on, on our YouTube uh, or listen to them on our podcast. But uh, one of the things that we've been talking about, just as, again, faith and doubt, is walking through what does that mean? What what is How, how does that dynamic work between faith and doubt and doubt being something that is a reality that we all deal with and walk through at different points in our lives. And, and so how do we walk through on this journey of faith in the midst of those doubts? And we've been talking about a lot of different things. And I was thinking about one of the other phrases that, or a phrase that sometimes comes up when we talk about faith or doubt or maybe the combination of those two things. But uh, it's the phrase, all you have to do is just believe. I'm sure many of us have, have heard that phrase a jillion times. Uh, and, you know, maybe not a jillion times, but you, you know what I mean. We, we've heard it quite a few times. But I think about that phrase and, and I bring up that phrase just for the simple fact of there's other phrases like it, and just to kind of uh, maybe get us thinking along those lines. Uh, but while that phrase certainly can carry with it some baggage, I do think it still at least begs the question, uh, as we've talked about throughout this series uh, in different bits and pieces, what is genuine faith? What is great faith? Or as we talked about this past Sunday, what is mega faith? What does it mean to truly Believe, Because I, I fear our definition of faith has left us in some ways shallow or with a shallow definition of faith and little more than faint reflections of, uh, of the Lord that we say that we truly follow. In Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul paints a picture for us of, 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 at least to him, one of the aspects of what genuine faith looks like when he points us to a, a man by the name of Abraham, and he points us to his faith in particular, and he writes this in Romans chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. He says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. And this happened because Abraham believed in God. So what does that faith look like? Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. And that last declaration um, is is one that I want to hang on to for just a bit. Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. That's the kind of faith that we're called to have. This is not some shallow, you know, I believe in Jesus declaration by a person who shows no openness to the lordship of Jesus or or, or a willingness for the Holy Spirit to transform his or her life. Abraham's faith is a risky faith. It's a bold faith. It's a I'm putting everything on the line kind of faith that invited God to do the impossible, to keep his promises. And if we're to have Abraham's type of faith, It is a faith that trusts Jesus to help us love contagiously, to to forgive dangerously, to to sacrifice willingly, to obey recklessly, to serve compassionately, to welcome completely, and to share the good news openly with everyone that we come in contact with. 
Abraham's example of faith is, is I think, a convicting reminder that at times in our Western culture, we've made faith into something that it never really truly was. We've allowed our modern definition of faith to, to be drained of the depth and, uh, and, and, and intensity that God desires for us to have, and, and we've allowed it to be turned into some shallow, kitty waiting pool kind of faith that's little more than just this mental ascent of belief and, and claiming that we believe, you know, something that we've just believed between our two ears. But does it truly impact the way that we live our lives? Do we truly allow it to to call our hearts to to be open to others and our hands to serve as Jesus served and to 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 be risky? To again, love contagiously, to forgive dangerously, to to sacrifice willingly, to obey recklessly, to serve compassionately, to open or welcome completely, and to share openly. Is that the kind of faith that our faith is? Because that's the kind of faith that God calls us to. That kind of faith is 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 the opposite of this wimpy faith that we sometimes see in our Christian culture today. Jesus calls us to faith. In God, Abraham's God, Israel's God, the God that we read about in the Bible, the God who miraculously delivered and worked through so many people, including Abraham and his descendants, to bring us to Jesus. This is the true faith in, in Yahweh, in God, in the great I am, the true and living God who truly does, as Paul says, bring the dead back to life, who creates new things out of nothing. This is faith in God who recreates us to be like him. He transforms us just a little bit more each and every day to be more like who Jesus was in human flesh. The best picture and painting of who God truly is and how he desires for us to live. He takes our our shallowness, our our pettiness, our fearfulness, our our short-sightedness, our selfishness at times, our weariness, our brokenness, and transforms us into the image of his son, because that's what a disciple truly ought to look like. True faith, mega faith, trust that what we can't do now and what doesn't yet has their transformative hope in God. After all, he is the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. This faith doesn't settle for less than being a true reflection of Jesus and the righteous character that he displayed and the gracious compassion that he shared. Anything less is really just playing church and playing Christianity. Listen to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I I love what he says. Just such a simple definition of faith and the gospel and what we believe and what we put our hope and our trust in. He says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. This is what saves us. If you hold firmly to the word, I preach to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. Paul says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. Sounds a whole lot like the faith of Abraham, who believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. May we refuse to settle for anything less than that kind of faith, and may we encourage each other in the pursuit of that kind of faith. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.